time it is. I don't know. I've just woken up. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, today I wanted to talk about um, contrarian wisdom and finding ideas and truth, wisdom in the small spaces of the world, almost in a reactionary backlash to what the majority believe to be true. It's not easy because it takes a bit of courage to think against the grain and the crowd. You can always find something there, even if it's a small truth, it's still worthy. And I've also found it's weird, like a, a crowd or a group can believe something and think that's, think it's true, and probably is, but you can also find truth in the opposite of that as well. And there's, it's been said a lot that someone who's wise can hold two opposing truths at once. So truth can exist in, in opposition. Yeah, so sometimes when I'm stuck for an idea, I'll just look where the world's screaming the loudest and where the world is throwing its spotlight and then I'll just go and have a look in those shadows and have a rummage around and sometimes something will turn up like um I wrote something last year you're going to be okay just kidding you're fucked and that came out of just reading so much poetry and memes and self-help and life coachy stuff on social media that was just you're going to be okay everything's fine keep going and everything's and everything felt so psychoanalyzed and therapized can I say that everything felt like it was just like forced therapy onto me and everything's told you to take a breath and breathe and relax and and so much of that it started to lobotomize me and I could feel my eyes rolling to the back of my head hearing that stuff so much and I couldn't even read it anymore, even from people who I really respect and admire, like Eckhart Tolle. I couldn't even read stuff from him anymore. Like I just, I just and I love him, and of course I'll go back to his his teachings and stuff. Uh, and yeah, he's he's unbelievable. That dude, he's he kind of nails it. There was so much of it. Everyone was sort of copying from a playbook of how to write that stuff, and it started to feel like it just started to feel like total bullshit so so I just so I was almost in reaction it was a reactionary it was playing in the negative space of what was being oversaid and I always feel like I'm on that seesaw of when the seesaw is like earthed and nailed into the ground I want to go up to the other side that's in the sky and try and and try and just jump on the end of it and bring it into some sort of balance but then I guess it's not a, a not fun anymore if it's just if it's not going up and down but I guess that's always the case there's always be overcompensating for something and then the other side will overcompensate and it's like everything's a seesaw and the other idea that I had came from like thinking in a contrary way was the cultural mantra that it's okay to not be okay reverse whispered to an entire generation that it's not okay to be okay so I wrote that and I thought ah oh, I feel I felt like I, I nailed something because we're force-fed it's okay to not be okay and I love that and, I, and it was and it was been it's been a beautiful mantra for 10 15 years or something and this whole focus on mental health and I saw what was also happening because of it it's like everyone's Everyone has to have an ailment or a label for their specialness in terms of what they're suffering from. And 
to be born is to suffer. Like you cry as soon as you're born. We're all, we're all on equal footing in a, in a way. Uh, I guess yes. Yeah, so I guess some people are more sensitive than others. Like I know that I know that I can I can be definitely like I like I'm I'm overwhelmed by stuff, but I'm not gonna just put a label on myself and think I'm special for chucking a label. I don't know. It's touchy touchy subject area. It's okay to not be okay. Reverse whispered to an entire generation. It's not okay to be okay. So yeah, that's that idea came from just looking in the in the shadows of what's not being said. I guess as a kid, I, I sort of stumbled across this by myself to begin with, because as a kid, I just didn't feel like I, I could fit in and I could see groups all laughing at the same stuff. Like you got, I went into a cinema or watch a film and everyone would be pissing themselves over a, a really, what I thought was a really lame joke. And I kind of felt like, Maybe they're just laughing because they feel like they've paid $20 to watch this film and they need to get their money's worth of laugh and so they're going to force laugh at a really shit joke. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I've always sort of thought. I don't know. But maybe they really do love it. Maybe I always just found stuff just didn't make sense. Like people people just loving stuff and I went, what? I don't even understand. I don't even, why do you love that? I never, I never said it to them or said it. You know, I even noticed at uni people just getting upset over injustices to the point that they were wearing injustice like a costume and that they were the centre stage, they were on the centre stage and the main character of feeling unjust and ang- angry about injustice. And I kind of felt like that became almost like, yeah, it became a costume. And so I wrote a cartoon for the uni paper um, Jim paints himself into an ideological corner and there's this guy who's just trapped in a corner with all these ideologies painted around him. <laughs> it was, And I guess that's the first time I outwardly expressed whenever I can feel a culture really leaning hard into something, no matter what it is, I'm indiscriminate about the subject or whatever it is. I feel it's almost my duty to go to the other side of the seesaw and jump up and down on that. (laughs) And it's kind of stupid and it can get me, it can really get me into trouble. But it's, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's kind of, why bother trying to try and find or correct imbalances when there's nothing I can do anyway about it? It's just like, oh well. (laughs) <laughs> step outside society so that's the shitty thing about finding wisdom in contrary thoughts is because you've actually got to engage with society and engage with the zeitgeist seek east however you say that word you've got to engage with opinion what's out there and what's being said and that can be really um that can be a dark thing to do just to sort of be in constant engagement with what's happening in culture there's a few people who have said this much better than me, finding wisdom against the crowd. So there was Salinger who wrote Catcher in the Rye, who said people always clap for the wrong things. And there was Bukowski who said, wisdom is doing everything the crowd does not do. All you do is reverse the totality of their learning and you have the heaven they're looking for. And then there's Carl Jung who says... Crimes the individual alone could never stand are freely committed by the group, smitten by madness. So those three people have said it, yeah, really well. For me, it's, in some ways, it's almost a lazy way of finding a good idea. 
Um, but, it, but, there's no but. <laughs> it is a lazy way of finding a good idea. But I, but I always love finding truths in those really small, tight places where it's almost the difficulty level to find a truth against the crowd is 10 out of 10 difficulty level. And it takes courage as well. I guess it's the meme that you'd call unpopular opinion incoming. <laughs> but I'm always curious about... Um, like when I, when I see a film that's really supposedly really good on Rotten Tomatoes and it gets 98% and I watch it and I think uh, it was about a 6 out of 10 for me I'm always curious to read the reviews that have that aren't good and and I kind of feel like that helps me strengthen my ability to see I guess truth in the in those small dark spaces I really enjoy reading critics who go against the grain yeah, it thrills me. I kind of feel like it's a, it's watching an Olympic diver make no splash from a 50-metre board. It's like, yeah, you, <laughs> you, do, you did it. it. And, um, yeah, what I find with a crowd who are all applauding for the same thing, they all share the same script, and I feel like the crowd can be dangerous, like Jung said. And there's crowds everywhere now. There's groups on social media and a lot of groups just feel almost like cults now. I feel like there's the world is full of cults and the the crowd is now a cult. I feel like gr- groups are invented so you don't have to think for yourself and they're invented so you eventually you're ostracized from them. But yeah, becoming a group of one is is a beautiful thing and it's your heart holds the truth.